Oh, ain't that the truth. Until it isn't. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number three. I'm Jesse Chapman. Joining me are my co-hosts, Chris Newth. Hey guys. Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. Tiffany Persifka. Hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. Hello. Each week we watch the late 90s television show Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. Each episode contains five stories. Some of those are based on real events and others are completely made up by the show's writers. In our show... We're going to watch those stories, and we're going to figure out which ones are actually true and which ones are completely made up by the show's writers. And we invite you guys to play along at home as well. Um, I have to ask, Mark, are you going to have a different opening line every time? (laughs) You know, there's a lot of pressure being the last intro what was his what was his this time versus hello last time? Oh, versus, oh. oh yeah hello <laughs> speaking of intros should we talk about the uh intros and outros of the host in the show because there are you know we have five stories but in between every story you have james brolin in season one and jonathan frakes in season two through four kind of giving a little bit of a brief intro to each segment and then like coming out of each story. So we should kind of describe for people who don't know the show what you typically see. In well, those. I think in this episode in particular, wasn't there, they, they it felt like kind of they ramped up the... <laughs> they the, went a little nuts. Yeah. They, they, the prop department, like they hired a prop department. Yeah, they got more sort. props mm-hmm. and they made more of a meal out of introing the segments, it felt like. Well, and I also feel like it was just kind of a little unnecessary in terms of the amount of props explain (laughs) the what we saw there because that was incredible yeah it was it was just a table and it had a pitcher and a glass and he starts off talking about like oh the phrase glass half empty but then when he picks up the small glass and he pours it out you think there's like liquid in it but the liquid's actually like colored rocks rocks that look it looked like a glass of bourbon but then he pours the glass of bourbon on the table and and it clump like clumps out well, like colored ice colored ice, colored yeah. ice yeah. yeah i'm, I'm thinking like goes, boulders are falling out the, of thing, glass now. the thing being is it half full or half empty or is it not real real yeah. at all the best part is he refers to this as a riddle which is it isn't we've all heard the riddle of the half filled glass i'm just picturing right. like bob the intern was like oh my god guys i was at the bar the other day and this guy had like fake ice and it looked brown it looked like the glass was full and they're like yes yes bob perfect we're putting that in the show <laughs> and then we do have in season one we do have james we do have james brolin doing cold openings for the entirety of the show as well right yes so like the start of the show james brolin walks in says an opening line and then the intro music comes in sometimes a little too fast <laughs> it just like it's right on the heels of him finishing a thing what is real and what is illusion many times it depends on your point of view the line between fact and fiction is thinner than you think it's a little heart attack inducing let's get started let's dive into the stories today we've got some really interesting stories ahead and the first story of the day is called The Prophecy. Now came the spooky part. The game piece seemed to move by itself to spell the answer. Free me. How? Pages are turning. Uh Uh-uh. No, no, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Don't worry, Brooke. The only thing that could possibly be up in the attic are a couple of rats. 
and my dad put traps out last weekend to catch them. Chill. That ain't no rat. All right, this story is about summoning a spirit. Three friends get together, all girl, three... Mm. Three girlfriends get together. Three girlfriends get together. <laughs> they break out the prophecy board, and basically, they start communicating with this spirit, Victor. But then ultimately, they're like, you know what, guys? We got to stop this. This is getting a little creepy. They throw the prophecy board into the fire, and in an amazing display of state-of-the-art visual effects, <laughs> a smoke monster ghost exits the fireplace, and that's it. Everyone goes to bed, and then the next morning, one of the girls is missing. Brooke, then the spirit board, is back out of the fireplace onto the same table. So they go, naturally, <laughs> we got to use that spirit board to find out where Brooke is. And then the spirit board spells out, with me, and she's never heard from again, which we only find out from James Brolin in the outro. So, what happened to Brooke? You and then there's an evil laugh coming <laughs> right. there is coming from the help the attic me, and then no, like her dad like oh sorry guys got it. have a really bad cough <laughs> <laughs> why was it brooke that went missing cuz it was the other there was the one girl who who kept pushing them to look at the Ouija board because she mm-hmm. wanted to find out if somebody, you know, this guy at high school liked her. I mean, was Brooke uh, just like the original Barb, Stranger Things? Ooh. Like, all she's doing is the right thing, trying to protect her friends, and she's she the one who's She just wanted screwed. to have a slumber, a regular slumber yeah. party. Where's Brooke's some cult movies? following? I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe someone on Stranger Things watched this particular episode and went like, you know, there's something to characters like this. You just don't see them enough. Doubt that. So, some things that I, I, I'm picking up is first, these girls have obviously done this before, right? Multiple times. So why is it weird this time? That's one thing. Well, but it, it wasn't, it ain't no rat up there. So obviously. Because some- <laughs> it's the well, they, 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 At yeah. one point, they hear something in the attic. Yeah. yeah. And then she goes, Jill, that ain't no rat. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, it's just rats. Don't worry. My dad put like a trap up last week. And it's kind of like, oh, cool. So just rats are festered in this <laughs> house that we're all hanging out in. That's cool. Kyle, what do you think about the... Like, what really happened in the story? Kernel of truth, if yeah. you will. Yeah, yeah, Um Three girls were hanging out, and uh, maybe they had a Ouija board, or maybe they were doing some sort of seance or one thing or whatever. And then uh, one of them goes missing soon after. And that seems quite plausible. Unless you believe James Brolin coming back after and saying the girl was never seen from again, right? Enough people in this world just go missing, just disappear. You're saying not a single one of those people have like ever used a Ouija board in any the in any pro- in yeah. any proximity to their going missing? Yeah. Coincidence, coincidence, so, so coincidence. You, so you think this story is true? Yeah, let me tell you what I would have done. Mm-hmm. If if I was in the 90s, there's no internet, there's no searching, no nothing. And my parents came to me and said, "Jesse, you know, your dad got a new job. We have to move to Alabama." And you have to say goodbye to all your friends. It is possible that I might not tell anyone and then suggest that we do a prophecy board night. <laughs> Fact, factually, this, this could happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. This could be, this could happen. Except, aside from the, the ghostly laughter from the attic. <laughs> well, and I feel like these are honestly the hardest for me to decide if they're fact or fiction because they're such stereotypical supernatural stories. This is, some, this is a sort of story, this is like an urban legend exactly. that everyone's heard. So I, I can I'm see always that. lost. Totally. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Let's, it, do a, let's do a Ouija board 
episode. Is it also so obvious? Prophecy board. You know, that the writers wouldn't do that, though. This is going to be a hard prediction. I already can tell with this episode, it's going to be very tricky. It is going to be a tricky prediction. And thank goodness I'm not going first. Mark, what do you (laughs) think about this story? Um, Fact or fiction? I mean, maybe if they told you, oh, Victor used to live in the house or something to kind of connect it. It just seems so random. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I don't want it to be true. I'm going to go, uh, fiction. All right, Kyle. Fact. Um, (laughs) (laughs) fact. So many people go missing and the cops come and they're like, girls, what have you been doing? I don't don't know. Like a week ago, we kind of played with a Ouija board. Oh, and then the story comes out. Ouija board involved in missing child. Tiffany, what do you think? I guess I'm just going to go with that. (laughs) <laughs> usually, Sorry, usually you come in and you know exactly what I you're gonna know. do this is a tricky one it really is and i yeah i don't i, I i'm gonna go with fiction mm-hmm. okay i don't mm-hmm. even know why i it's like completely 50 50 for me so i just picked one great i'm also gonna go fiction i i just feel like uh, the whole disappearing act i, I understand people do disappear for sure but this one equating it with a a ghostly spiritual reason for disappearing just doesn't fly with me. So fiction. All right. I'm going to say fact. And I know that it's a risky move, but here's why I'm saying mm-hmm. fact. I hope that this girl played an elaborate prank on her friends. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. But we're not the only people that are going to be voting today because every episode we also flip a coin and try to beat chance by the end of the episode. So if the coin says heads, that means the coin's voting fact. And if the coin says tails, it's voting fiction. So let's find out what the coin says. Do a good flip. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chris gave you one thing to do. (laughs) You had one job. (laughs) All right, here we go. Fiction. Okay, well, there you go. Coin doesn't know what it's talking about. And before we move on totally, does anyone have... Any Ouija board stories? Anyone ever use it here? I've never used one. I've always wanted to to play with a Ouija board. Chris, I've always asked you, please, let's do a Ouija board, and you constantly deny my... No, I will not ch- allow us to do a Ouija board, but I have used one in the past. I've used one years ago. I was a little kid. What happened? My dad set it up. He made one out of a cardboard box, and it was my brother and me, and there was essentially what we found is we were speaking with apparently some apparition or something that goes by the name of Ben, and then we get, uh, my mom got so freaked out that we were doing it in the garage because she was very, very paranoid about that kind of thing. And she banned us from ever doing it again. And now I'm today I'm I'd be scared to. Was it just you and your brother's hands on the indicator? I believe so. We may have had a friend there. My dad was probably watching, but that was it was very very strange. Your brother, but I would never do it again. Your brother, after all these years, is like laughing at how fucked up he made your life because of this moment. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> all right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to the second story of the day, which is called the couch potato (laughs) it's the most ridiculous thing the couch potato brad i'm leaving you i am sick and tired of being in a menage a trois with a television oh brad you really don't want me to go shh please shut me this is the part where they shoot the dog is this not the most ludicrous story <laughs> we've ever encountered so far. Mark, walk us through what what happened in this story. Uh, so it follows a man who I think they say is about 450 pounds, something like that. 
Um, he just likes to sit on the couch and watch TV and eat food. He is a couch potato. Um, and his wife is not digging it. He's in love with his TV. Uh, she leaves him. Um, and as she's leaving, he kind of has a heart attack or something and he falls down and the, the paramedics come and they, they, you know, pronounce that he's dead. Um, but all of a sudden, like when they're trying to pick him up, he's so heavy that his hand rolls into the TV, smashes into it. There's like an electrical shock and he comes back to life. And you would think that he would learn his lesson, but nope. Instead, he's now even more indebted and in love with the TV because it saved his life. They are symbiotic. And the wife still <laughs> leaves him. Oh, Thank yeah. God. She cut the hell out of yeah, there. Yeah, she did. She uh, should have. She's kind of an enabler, too, because every time she comes into the room, she has more, like, food for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's this, like overweight guy sitting and watching tv and doing nothing with his life i have so many i have so many problems with this story first of all like the host instead of being magnanimous at the end and saying like man this guy really had a a a great bit of luck and we wish him well instead says what's right wasn't that the wasn't that the the guy's name the the couch potato's name is brad wilson he goes you know if brad wilson really is out there he's probably watching our show right now and all we can hope for him not that He's alive and well. <laughs> yeah. He goes, all we can hope for him is that he's a Nielsen household. For for the show to yeah. do better. Yeah. yeah. Right. What Which, a yeah, for those who don't know what a Nielsen household is, those are the those are the specifically chosen households that actually calculate the ratings, the ratings for the shows. Show. So if you're right. a Nielsen household and you watch a show, that actually is a really big deal. Oh, just like the as far as the ghost element of this story, it's basically a reverse final destination. And it just is kind of wait, can I stop oh, you right there? Yeah, Hold on. Yeah, what is yeah, the totally. ghost can I stop you right there? The ghost element? Yes, Chris. Do it. <laughs> yeah, the ghost element. I try to look for each story like what is the ghost element? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and guys, this one guys, is leave him alone. Let him work his magic. This one's a reverse final destination where it's like the the universe wants him to be alive no matter what. And so if he passes away because he has a terrible lifestyle, then the then the then the TV brings him back to life to continue that terrible lifestyle. But he's I'd, happy. He's happy. I'd he's like to see you pick life. fact on this one. That's what I'd like to see. You'd like to Mr. see that? Mr. Devil's <laughs> Advocate, you pick fact on this one. I'll go with fiction. All right. Well, here's 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 the here's the fact that I can't get over is that television TV screens are thick. Punching those things will not break them. Like hitting them with baseball bats will take quite a few swings to break those damn things. And he just casually like because even if it just implodes i'm like yeah he okay he's 450 pounds but his hand isn't gonna strike with the force of a thousand suns right like it's crazy i don't know i mean okay i don't know if maybe i'm like not on the same um page in terms of my predictions as anyone else but there's something the same, that- same channel, channel. yes, yes. <laughs> i know it's simple in a way but it's just so weird and like bizarre that it makes me feel like i could see it maybe his hand didn't go through the screen maybe his hand hit a cord or hitting something that shocks them a shock can bring someone back even if another one like the official ones don't and yeah, i also maybe. think of like the moral there's just like technically no point to this story you know, well, like the, the the moral of the story is watch more TV. Selfishness. That's mm-hmm. the that's the yeah, lesson here. Like is lesson. like selfishness sometimes, like allow, and and that's why it kind of strikes me as a true story. Because if it was a fictitious story, I think there would be more of kind of a 
irony in in a positive way, kind of like a fairy tale lesson to take away. So I feel like this particular episode was directed to be so over the top and uh, in the style, almost mm-hmm. directed to be in the style of like a sitcom. Yeah, like the wife, especially yeah, the wife in. and the husband in this sort of sitcommy relationship, um, honeymooners almost. Or yeah, I, I think it was specifically supposed to be just kind of honey. Hammy and over you're the top. supposed to be ready for dinner. Yeah. Get away! I'm watching my television show. Oh, you do love me. You don't want me to leave. Hey, it's the dog that's dying. That's why I'm crying. Wow. <laughs> sitcoms were We just made a musical. Out. Beyond Belief, the musical. What did I just watch? <laughs> Has anyone had any uh, interesting stories with their TVs? There was this one time where um, when I was really young, um, I kind of like went into the TV at one point and this portal opened up in my house. Fix. <laughs> oh, sorry. <Poltergeist>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and lock in our votes. Kyle, why don't you kick us off? Fact or fiction? Fiction. This story is ridiculous. And I, and I hold to the point where I don't think I don't think there was a frayed cord. I don't think his hand fell through the television. He didn't get electrocuted. This is completely made up. It's so ridiculous. All right, Tiffany? You know, I, I could be making a horrible choice, but I'm going to go fact. I just think it's so bizarre that... I just don't see the writers necessarily coming up with this. All right. Thank you, Chris. Well, I knew that Kyle would eventually come to my side. Uh, Fiction as well. All right, Mark. This one's so hard. Um, But I'm going to go fact. You know, it's just that weird. What was that, Kyle? Nothing. You're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to say fact Mm, thank you you seem really unsure about it i do i am i am you're right i am unsure but um i think that it actually happened and the wife actually left the guy and i think they reported this as fact so i'm going fact Hmm. um all right guys let's find out what the coin says fact (laughs) well 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 all right let's go on to our next story which is called love over the counter I looked down at the stocks, waiting for the one that would be my pick. And there it was. Do you see what I see? Well, it depends on where you're looking, I suppose. I was looking at the stock page. I could tell that Chris couldn't wait to jump on my hunch. Well. Does anyone know why it's called Love Over the Counter? Nope. Um, No idea. I feel like some... Stock market? Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Solved. (laughs) <laughs> so this one's about this woman who whose husband passes away and the accountant comes to her and says, hey, listen, your husband had made some bad investments and you have zero money in your account left, which she finds a little odd. But um, she starts getting these signs, these feelings when she looks at the newspaper and she believes that her husband is giving her some stock market advice from beyond. And so she starts investing in these stocks and they start making money. And then suddenly she finds this paper one night that details how much money was in her husband's account. And there was a lot. And apparently her husband tells her or the spirit of her husband tells her that this account has stolen the money, what stole the money from him originally. And that's where all this money went. And so she realizes what's going on and she switches her brokerage accounts, which sounds so boring, but it's actually really interesting, (laughs) Uh, switches her brokerage (laughs) accounts and the account ends up going to jail for theft. Did you remember, does anyone remember how she saw the stock market tips, what she was doing? She was looking for a job 
she was like oh, looking yeah. for yeah, yeah. she needed yeah. employment yeah, because my, she had no money or she thought she had no money exactly my favorite section of the newspaper the jobs and stock market section <laughs> <laughs> that was so strange well she was getting things like the newspaper would be folded a certain way and it would say sell now or or she would be looking at uh, a page and 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 a and a company name would kind of stick out to her and to us the viewer it was literally glowing but to mm-hmm. her I'm 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 assuming it was just like something that she popped up in her in her eyes that's not how you say it. <laughs> popped up in her eyes my favorite <laughs> part of term. <laughs> uh, the way that it was indicated to her that the uh, accountant was stealing the money is she lights candles one night and she's like I'm gonna do a little sexy light night stock oh. market sesh wait and can I also just say that she lights the candles but then she's like but I need more lights and then she just turned she on the turned light on the yeah, that was my favorite part <laughs> yeah, he used to do it by candlelight and then she lights the candles but I need more. But light. it's really dark. <laughs> Maybe this is why he lost all that money because he was doing it with no light and he was choosing all the wrong things. Yeah, he wasn't doing a good job. Yeah. So then the candle wax spills out and it makes a dotted line between the word steal and the accountant's name. And she's like, oh my God, he's stealing all the money. Which at that point, I don't even think you need the candle wax to figure that out. Yeah. He's got all the. <laughs> Pretty obvious. There's some, there's some transaction history right there. He's making withdrawals. Yeah. yeah, but she also now has this, she has this power where she's able to complete completely understand all this business stuff that she has never done before. Well, and let's not forget the, you know, I think the best line of Beyond Belief so far was in this episode. Which line was it? I wrote it down. Yeah? Did you write it down? The voiceover for the woman, she goes, it was getting late, and and Chris is the name of the accountant, not to be confused with our Chris. She goes, Chris was staying late, and I could tell that he couldn't wait to jump on my hunch. (laughs) Talking about stock market hunches, but, uh, you know. There's more than one hunch to go around, apparently. (laughs) Oh, those writers, I tell you. I'm trying to figure out what the kernel of truth is in this one. Well, Um, I think so. Woman gets lucky. uh, 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 Husband dies, women, uh, a friend, accountant, Mm -hmm. embezzles money, and wife finds out about it? Yeah. Like, that doesn't sound far-fetched at all. I think what's hard for me about this one is it feels writery, but... You could also see this so easily happening because there's no one else to account for it outside yeah. of just her saying that this happened. Yeah. Oh, you know? account for oh. it. Oh. Oh. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> they really felt it necessary to build up like sexual tension between the two of them to the point of us seeing so many of their like date nights. And when you really think about it, I mean, you need a little bit, but from the very beginning, you got it. And yet they just kept laboring it, which I thought was interesting. Like, like does, does it even matter? Her? Like he, if he yeah. didn't care about her, it would have been the same story, right? Except he wouldn't have tried to dance with her one night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she sits down to, you know, go over the stocks she's going to buy. And she goes, I started looking at the paperwork and, well, you know the old cliche, when you get to the bottom line, the bottom line looks better every time. (laughs) Has anyone ever heard that? (laughs) There seems to be now an emerging pattern of... Made up cliches. Yeah, made up cliches. Yeah. You know that old saying, bottom lines are bottom lines until they're the top dollar. Like, <laughs> what is happening? This isn't real. You can say anything's a cliche and then just say anything afterwards. We need to get like, an audio montage of all this. So I'm going to go fiction because of the fake made up lines. <laughs> like, that's, that's exactly that's what... That's not a cliche. Oh, fiction. Man. All right, Stephanie, actually, why don't you kick us off? What do you actually think happened here? Oh, no. You know, I'm going to say fiction more out of gut instinct, I think, than anything, because this could so easily be true. There's no one else to account for it but for some reason it just feels writery so i'm gonna say fiction all right i'm gonna say fiction as well and i'll tell you why this <laughs> Please is do. this is the storyline of the movie ghost 
I think that the writers saw this, did a little twist on it, but the romance mm-hmm. is all part of the movie Ghost. It's mm-hmm. all the we same sh- beats. We should have picked up on that during the pottery scene. <laughs> yeah. In this episode. yeah, I don't know why it wasn't yeah. more obvious. All right, all right. I'm going to go uh, fiction on this one as well. I am rather on the fence about this one. All right, Chris, I'm going for fiction because I, I just feel like the idea that a ghost is coming back to sabotage someone and they're it just it something doesn't add up to me uh, uh, yeah fiction all right mark you know it seems like the most convoluted ones like number one with a bullet mm-hmm. usually tend to be fact but i'm gonna jump on all your hunches <laughs> and go fiction all right well let's see whose hunch george washington jumps on when we flip for the truth <laughs> Or flip for the <laughs> leave George out of yeah. this. Leave him alone. Fact. Of course. God, God kind of love change my mind. I, know. But... I don't know about that. All one. right, guys, let's move on to our fourth story today. Imaginary friend. It started like another typical day. Alice was playing make believe. Very sorry, Mrs. Kimball. About what, Alice? About your divorce, Alice. What have I told you about making up stories? I'm not making it up. Sydney told me. I'm, I'm so sorry, Liz. No, Maggie, Maggie, um, it's true. I'd known Liz for five years. We'd shared everything. How could Alice have known when I didn't? I've never seen smaller teacups in my life. <laughs> James Rowland <laughs> likes those tiny teacups. Oh my god, that was an amazing visual that I now have. Yeah, <laughs> I'm having a really tea good. party. Anywho, let me actually explain what happened so you guys can understand what we're talking about. It's a story called Imaginary Friend, which, you know, surprisingly is about a girl who has an imaginary friend. So we open up on this mother and her young daughter who's having a tea party with an imaginary friend and some supernatural or, you know, like questionable things start happening. Like she all of a sudden knows information that nobody else knows. Like she knows that her mom's friend is having a divorce before the friends even told her mom. She knows that her mom's sister has died right before the call comes in. Um, Can you explain how the story actually closes out? Yeah, yes, I, well, please. and you guys can maybe explain my explanation because I was going to do that and then I was like, I don't even know. She picked up the imaginary friend as though it was the size of a cat, Yeah, stowed it away in a clothing drawer and went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody exactly. put Sydney in the drawer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sydney well was done. the name of the imaginary friend. Yes, oh, that yeah. is Sorry. correct. That I is think good. that is an unnecessary, like just an embellishment in the story. Yeah. I think the rest of the story makes total sense to me. This... Almost identically happened to me when I was in middle school. I was hanging out with my friends. I don't know what came over me. It just a thought came in my head and I had to say it out loud. And I don't know what compelled me to say it. But I said, your mom's calling for you to leave. And suddenly his phone rang and he picked it up and it was his mom telling him that he had to come home for dinner. And he was like, I will pay you $100 if you ever were able to do that again. Of course, I wasn't. But... It came over me. Never got that $100. This story reminded me of my mom. Really? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about that. Whenever I call my mom, nine times out of ten, she'll be like, I was just thinking about you. I knew you'd call. And I'm like, "Yeah, you probably think about me when I don't call too, mom. So I could totally see like... The the mom of a child like this sort of embellishing the fact I that see. her child's a you know a little bit special a little, has a little bit of ability and kind of kind of exaggerates that story to a degree because I feel like my mom has done that for me. I feel like this one kind of reminds me of the first one with the prophecy board. It's just an easy thing for the writers to do, but it's also something that's so easily true without anyone else to really back it up in any official mm-hmm. way. So I'm just 
confused. Like, so, I have no idea. So who is telling the story? Who's giving? What's well, the mom? It's the mom. It's the mom. Yeah. But the only thing yeah. that is uh, corroborated by another third party is the. You already mentioned this, but the mm-hmm. first prediction is her mom has a friend over, and the little girl comes over and says, "Sorry about your divorce." And she goes, "The mom goes, hey, don't don't make stuff up. That's not nice. That's rude." And she goes, "No." I'm, She's actually right. It's like, so if that actually happened... Mm-hmm. Didn't the neighbor have a daughter too? Because they were like, oh, you know, I, oh, yeah, I had her yeah, stop yeah. playing with her imaginary friends. So she could have just talked to the other kid. Maybe the other That's one. true. <laughs> That's true. I didn't think about that. The, gr- the, the girl comes over like a week ago and goes, my parents are getting a divorce. She's like, shit, yeah. that sucks, oh, wow. man. Thanks, Sydney. I hang out with And to be fair, the other Sydney. ones are harder to explain. But I'm just saying there well, could be... For every one prediction this girl got correct, mm-hmm. how many other predictions yeah. were made exactly. that were completely forgotten really by the mom, forgotten by the... Do- like, you know, you know what I mean? That so, kind of goes with what I was saying about my mom. Like, I do so many different things and she'll just pinpoint the particular ones like oh yeah I knew that was going to happen you knew that was going to happen like yeah but I did a hundred things and one of them came true traditionally if you look at like any of the famous psychics like the Long Island Medium or like um, Sylvia Brown is a psychic right she's dead she well Well, Jesus, Debbie Downer over here. Womp, womp. I didn't predict that. Yeah. <laughs> but if you look at the the one of the methods that a lot of them tend to employ is like literally they'll predict hundreds and hundreds of things a year. Two or three or four of them might come true, and that's what they use. That's what they promote and stuff. So that that kind of stuff does mm-hmm. happen. Spaghetti against the wall. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Something. <laughs> no, did anybody think it was going to take a sinister twist at the end when the mom oh. was like, "You have to get rid of Sydney." I was like, "Oh, mom is toast now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone's getting rid of <laughs> Sydney is coming for you. Yeah, exactly. Well, but we, then it turns out Sydney's too small to do anything. Yeah, yeah, Sydney is a, like a smurf or something. <laughs> I don't know. Kyle, why don't you kick us off? What do you actually think? Uh, moms love to embellish. About their children. Fact. All right. Sounds good. Chris. Yeah, I just think everything in here, all of this makes total sense. It's not uh, stretching the bounds of what I've heard before. So, yeah, fact. All right. Mark. Um, Also going to go fact. It's a simple story. I've I've heard these stories before, um, which means it could also be fiction, but going to go with my gut. Go with fact. All right. Tiffany. Like, do I believe this is true? No. But do I believe that this could be based on something that the show would use? Yes. So, fact. Let me just say this. If it's written, they did a really good job mm-hmm. of picking very realistic and plausible predictions. Mm-hmm. So I'm also going to go fact. Universal. Oh, I, oh I'm really curious. Is unanimous. Yeah. Is it unanimous? Yeah, is it? Fiction. Oh, God. God. Man. We've never been unanimous yet, have we? Well, we got one more chance, right? Mm-hmm. We have one more chance. And our final story of today's episode, Last Man on Earth. What are you, crazy? You could have killed Next time, don't duck and I will! Oh, that's it! I cannot wait to get out of this house and away from you. Not more than me marrying you was the biggest mistake of my life! We're a big mistake! And I, if I ever see you again, it'll be too soon. Well, I've got news for you. I never want to see you again, even if you were the last man on Earth! All right, Kyle, give us a breakdown. What happened in this one? Uh, So uh, this story revolves around Stephen and Brenda, a story in which their names are actually important. But they are uh, they're fighting and they are in undisclosed America and they break up and they both move. There's a dating montage (laughs) where they each go on a couple dates. Dates aren't working out. They're both sad. They hear the radio say that Brenda and Stephen, you two need to meet at the Santa Monica Pier unknown to each other they both move to los angeles after they have broken up they both take it and they go 
and they meet each other and they fall back in love and they're together again and they walk off to the roller coaster or something. And so, uh, yeah, that was this weird story. But this one was weird because the outro had James Brolin say after the story that the radio station never broadcasted that. Like they investigated the next day about the Stephen and Brenda thing. And they had never, the radio station had never played that. It was a really sweet, kind of tightly written thing. And then he said, Oh, yeah, by the way, there's this extra supernatural element. Yeah. No yeah, radio which, station in 50 miles ever claimed <laughs> which to have ruined this. the story it for did. me yeah. personally. Yeah. Like, oh, they looked into it. I think that completely changes my opinion of what I would vote. That's yes, my, because I feel now the same it feels way. false because it feels ridiculous. Issue. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, so I, I'm so torn with this one. And yeah. it's also like really sweet. And so it's like, Oh, do they want to make this sweet? But it's also so melodramatic and sweet to the point that it feels writery. I mean, this one. That my teeth fell it, out. It's so simple, but it's actually a very confusing one for me. <laughs> it's like this well, so this seems like to me the type of story that, you know, one of the writers saw Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> does it does it seem to you that instead of just allowing this story to feel like a cute coincidence, that they were like, well, this is this story is fact. So let's throw this other element in to make it seem like fiction. Ooh. Is that allowed? Possibly. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Maybe the, you know, maybe a writer's at a bar in LA. Uh, his friend tells him the story. Maybe it happened to his friend or whatever like that. And they're like, yeah, we looked into it. We couldn't find like any radio station. Cause I'm sure if they did get back together, they'd be like, I don't know. Like, I, you might want to know like how that happened or how do those people know about that? Like, it's kind of intriguing. Maybe they just called a few radio stations. People are like, no, I don't know. I'm- Am I the only one that teared up in this episode? <laughs> I thought that was really sweet. Um, you were full on sobbing. You were the only <laughs> okay. one. Okay. No, no, no. We no, all no. saw. I wasn't Delilah. sobbing. <laughs> was definitely you guys know what delilah is no what we were talking about that really no it's a call-in show where you're like i'm going away to iraq and i want to send this song out to my wife and she's the love of my life and i just want you to pick and she would pick a song for these people she's like you know i know your story is uh you know all too common and i've got the perfect song for you for all those times you stood and it would just she but that's basically my my favorite was during the holidays when it was like christmas music time and that's all they could play my husband just left me have yourself a very <laughs> little chris right she was very limited by the amount yeah. of songs she exactly. could choose in that season of the year yeah, she had a 30 song catalog i'm so glad i'm going last on this one and i am not glad i'm going first but here we go um this story to me screams fiction because it seems it like i said it just seems like a writer wanting to do his own little it's like you know you're handed a story and it's like you get to do whatever you want you're like I'm going to tell my romantic (laughs) comedy. And then they just add this other element that makes it seem even more fictitious Mm -hmm. to me. It's cute, but it feels a little too Hollywood fiction. You know, I'm also going to go fiction on this. It's easily true, but I'm going to say fiction as well. All right, Mark. Crap. I was only going to say fact because it takes place in Los Angeles. That's probably not a good enough reason to go on. Why would that mean fact? Oh, because the writers are in Los Angeles. I don't know. Maybe they heard the story. It was very specific to a location, to Santa Monica Pier. Um, But I will go, as I usually do with my gut. And say fact. All right, Kyle. Can I go with the coin? Um, <laughs> I really don't know what to say. <laughs> this is how I got with the first I'm one. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Um, fact, I'm going to go fiction. Chris, did you get any help from Kyle's analysis just now? <laughs> Maybe the other couple at the end was just added for embellishment and that had nothing to do with it. 
So I'm going to say this is fact and kind of part of my reasoning does have to do with, again, metagame. I have three fictions and then a fact. So I'm going to go fact just to even things out a little. All right, guys, let's find out what the coin says. Fact. The coin isn't always right. In fact, the coin has a notoriously negative yeah, record, yeah. so you Not might you should be you should feel happy about that. Okay, let's go ahead on to the results. But first, we would like to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor this week, CPR TV. That's right. Are you a big fan of watching TV? Like really big? Like let's get Golden Corral twice in one week kind of big? If you like binging Netflix and food, this product is for you. Introducing CPR TV. With its patented flimsy shatter glass technology, once you're feeling the onset of your heart completely stopping, simply ram your hand through the TV screen. CPR TV will do the rest. Let's face it, paramedics are overrated. So put the power into your own bloody cut-up hands. Now those actors who play doctors on TV aren't just actors. They're your new medical practitioner. Just go to CPR Television and use the promo code CLEAR for a 15-day free trial. All right, guys, it's that time. Let's find out which stories were fact and which were fiction. First up, the prophecy. This was the one about the prophecy board with the girls doing a little indicating on the prophecy board. (laughs) And then one of the girls goes missing and is consumed by the spirit of Victor. (laughs) So did you guess this story was a complete fraud? You guessed absolutely right. We made it up. Fiction. No! Yes! No! Of course it was fiction! Come on, guys. I feel so vindicated. All right, the second story of the day was Couch Potato. This is the one about the guy that watched so much TV, he had a heart attack, and then the TV saved his life. Could this story have really happened? Well, anything is possible, but not in this case. Fiction. Yes! Okay, two for two. He really tricked us on that one. Yes! Chris and Kyle were the only ones that got that one right. That was us high-fiving, if you couldn't We, could all, hear. Hear. we all heard. <laughs> was that recorded? Oh. All right. The next story was Love Over the Counter. This is the one about the woman whose accountant was stealing money from her dead husband. Do you think that you've got this one figured out? Did the events take place? Yes, they did. Fact. All right. Everyone said fiction on that. Yeah. Except. Except the coin. It just seems so unbelievable, but... That's why it's... Whenever they have a convoluted, like, whenever there's too much going on... It's like... Ghost was based on this Yeah, that's a good rule of thumb. Let's go ahead and move on to the fourth story and find out. This was Imaginary Friend. This was the one about the small teacups and the imaginary friend that was (laughs) very tiny and telling all the secrets of the universe to a tiny girl. Did you think this story was a stretch of the imagination? Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But the events in this story did happen. Fact. Thank you. Yeah. That was probably the easiest one we've in. done. Yeah. Back in the game. Since the start of Everyone the show. Everyone said fact except the coin. Yes. So okay. we all won that one. Last up is Last Man on Earth, an inappropriately titled story about two people reconnecting through uh, a random, mysterious uh, radio message. What's your judgment this time? Do you think a story like this could have happened? Well, it did. Fact. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Chris? Damn. All right. Well, that is a depressing uh, reality for me. I did the worst. Only one correct. That's oh, a 20%. No. Yeah, I did the opposite on Did you get 100 last week? I did. It's karma bringing me right back into humility. So, <laughs> uh, Tiffany, 40%. 
Over. Same as last week. I think that's just going to be my. She's a consistent, consistent 40. Consistent, yeah. yeah. Kyle, you're also at 40. Yeah. Not, not a great week for me. I mean, better than me. I'm angry about it and I am seeking to take you down. Um, <laughs> but not me. Okay, cool. Mark, you tied with the coin at 60. That's Whoa. above chance. It's an honor. It is an honor. <laughs> is this the best the coin has done? It is the best the coin has done. And I will also Wait, the say... the coin beat three of us? Yeah, oh, that's God that's what damn. I was going to say. I'm very upset that the coin destroyed me. And with an 80% accuracy, oh. the ghosts don't lie, <laughs> folks. Even when there is no ghost. Yeah. As, as the old saying goes, the ghosts don't lie. <laughs> that's what we've learned. <laughs> if, that, the, if the yeah. bottom ghost is lying, as, then, then the top on the one top, is also the truth. It's factual. <laughs> yeah, as well. Um, well, thank you all for joining this week. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, Absolutely. man. Oh, God, this show is a blast. <laughs> <laughs> and until next week, this is Beyond Beyond Belief. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and tell a friend. All clips used are strictly for educational review and analysis and are copyright their original creators. You can send us feedback, questions, or share your own story that is beyond belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com, as well as find show notes and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening.